So it's the third week of January 2023, the time when many of us are already abandoning our New Year's resolutions. Are you tired of the stress and guilt that come from making resolutions that just don't work? What if this year you could do something different? What if you could ditch the New Year's resolutions and discover a simple yet effective way to turn your biggest hopes and dreams into reality? Well, I believe it's possible, and I'll show you how in this episode of the More Than a Pastor show. Let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the More Than a Pastor show. I'm Rich Avery, your host. I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks for joining me. It means a lot to have you show up each week, and, and as we work together to help you take your skills, experiences, and ministry know-how and leverage them into sustainable income outside the church through a business or a side hustle, that's right for you, so you can serve God and provide for your family, no matter what. If you're new to the show, you can learn more about me, get the show notes for today's episode, and download some free resources to help you grow your income and build financial security over at my website at morethanapastor.com slash 43 for episode 43. So here we are. It's the third week of January 2023. And it's a time when many of us, sadly, are already abandoning our New Year's resolutions. Actually, did you know that the day this episode is being released, January 17th, that's actually Ditch the New Year's Resolutions Day. I didn't realize until this year that it was an actual day, but if you don't believe me, go ahead and Google it yourself. I'll wait. Okay, I'm not waiting. But go ahead and do it on your own time. But yeah, it's the day when most people have already ditched or abandoned their New Year's resolutions. Do you ever get frustrated by resolutions that just don't work? I know I do. And I hate the stress and the feeling of guilt that comes from not achieving the goals I had set out to achieve. But did you know what I discovered one day? I realized that pretty much all of my New Year's resolutions weren't really goals. They were actually basically just wishes or hopes or dreams. The problem was that I had not clearly defined exactly what I wanted and why I wanted it. And I didn't have any kind of a strategy for how I was going to achieve these resolutions. Thankfully, one day I discovered a simple framework for turning resolutions into meaningful goals and those goals into reality. And what this did for me was it created more alignment and integration in my life. And it helped me to strategically map out a way to align my biggest goals and dreams together so I could pursue them in a more unified way. So how exactly does that work? Well, I'd like to show you in just a moment. But first, let's say a few words about New Year's resolutions and why they just don't work for most of us. Did you know that each year, approximately 50 to 60% of Americans make New Year's resolutions? I wonder if that's true for pastors. Do you think half of pastors make New Year's resolutions as well? And every year for the last 10 years or so, I've been paying attention or tracking what are the top 10 New Year's resolutions. And basically, they've been about the same for all these last 10 years. And I bet if I asked you if you could name the top 10 New Year's resolutions, you could probably get uh, most of them correct, or maybe seven or eight out of 10. But in case you're not familiar or you're not quite sure, uh, I'd like to give you this list of top 10 New Year's resolutions for this year. And these are not in any particular order, but these are just part of the top 10. Okay, the first one is to get organized. And I know that has been a goal or a resolution for myself in the past. I wonder if it has been for you as well. The next one is to save more or get out of debt. 
Number three, get in shape. Four, quit smoking. Five, spend less time on social media. Six, spend more time with family and friends. Seven, enjoy life more. Eight, learn a new skill. Nine, reduce stress. And 10, travel more. Well, next, let's talk about why resolutions don't work. I mean, this was a great list of New Year's resolutions. There's nothing wrong with this list or aspiring to make these kinds of changes in our lives. But why do they don't? Why do they not work? I think at face value, the concept of New Year's resolutions, it's a great idea. I mean, if there's something major in our life that's not working or needs changing, makes sense to go ahead and make the change, doesn't it? And if we aspire to do, be, or have something different, well, what's not to like about that? And why wouldn't we want to go ahead and pursue that? So we resolve to do something different. We're going to make a change because we want to see different results in our lives. But the problem is by mid-January, most of us have forgotten or abandoned our New Year's resolutions, and we've decided to give up on that change that we had hoped for. But the good news is, I think it's possible for us to create the change that we want to see in our lives. But what if we have to go about it in a different way? What if there's a more effective way to do that? So, What's the biggest problem with New Year's resolutions? Psychologists tell us that the problem isn't so much with the concept of New Year's resolutions themselves or the resolutions that we, that we uh, decide on, but the problem is in their execution and how we carry them out. And here are six problems that hold us back from accomplishing our New Year's resolutions. The first one is that we make our resolutions too general or too broad. They often pull us in different directions, there's no continuity between them, and there's no benchmark to indicate when our goal will be achieved. Have you ever uh, noticed that in your own life when you've made resolutions? If you didn't have any, if you weren't specific, you didn't have clarity about exactly what you wanted, then it's easy to, um, to not have focus because we're not really sure exactly what we want. We're not sure where the destination is or when we will get there. Okay, number two, our resolutions aren't motivating enough. We don't create a clear driving vision of what we want to achieve and why we want to achieve that and what that will do for us. And so it's so important to have clarity, to have a vision, to visualize in our minds exactly what we want, to crystallize in our minds what we want. And that becomes a driving force to help us to move forward. But if we, if we don't have that, then our goals are not motivating or our resolutions are not motivating enough and we don't have a, a drive or a desire to accomplish them. Number three, man, this really cuts deep for me. Number three is deep down, we don't believe we can achieve them or worse that we're not worthy of achieving them. You've heard me talk, if you've been a listener for a while, about the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. In the book, uh, Hendricks talks about the fact that, that we have an upper limit problem. We have a, a self-conscious limit of how much success, how much income, how much love do we, fe do we feel or think that we're worth achieving or receiving. And so when we get close to that or when we begin to go over that, we self-sabotage. We do things that keep us from going too far in achieving the success that we hoped for, the income that we dreamed for, the goal that we had in mind. And so deep down, if we have feelings that, oh, yeah, I'm going to set this goal, but I'm not going to achieve it. I know by January 17th, I'm going to ditch it anyway. We set ourselves up for failure, don't we? So uh, 
it's it's sad to me how I've seen that in my own life play out where I don't really believe I can achieve the goals that I have or that I'm not worthy of achieving them. And that's something that I've been working on here in the last few years. So that was number three. Number four is there's no discipline or follow through. What that means is we don't really create a realistic plan for how we're going to accomplish our resolutions, how we're going to put them into action. Or we create a plan, but we don't stick with the plan. We don't do the work. We don't follow the action steps that need to happen each day to accomplish our goals and our plan. Number five, busy schedules. We don't make time to accomplish our resolution or our goal that we have. And Something that's important along with that is we can't add resolutions or goals to our plate without taking things off. And so we don't make trade-offs. We don't make adjustments in our in our schedules or in our energy. And so we, we keep putting things on, putting things on, but what are we taking off that will allow us to, to do these things? And so that's another problem, busy schedules. The last one, number six, is this. And again, this is something that's really interesting to me, the mere act of setting a resolution or a goal gives us a psychological high in, or a sense of accomplishment like we've already attained it. Now, let me say it again in case it didn't make sense the first time. Just the fact that we're writing a goal down or we're setting it or we're telling others that we're going to achieve this makes us a hero in our own minds and sometimes in the minds of others that we have actually achieved it. But we haven't, have we? No. But it can feel good. Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose 150 pounds this year. Yes, I'm going to earn $300,000 this year. So we can set the goal, and that feels great to us subconsciously. There is something uh, chemically that happens that makes us feel like just the act of setting that goal makes it feel like we've achieved it. But nothing can be farther from the truth. And so we have to be mindful of that and to realize it's not enough to set a goal. We need to... Uh, manage our time and energy to accomplish it. We need to have discipline and follow through to be sure that we are doing the work that needs to be done. Uh, We need to believe that we can achieve it, that this is possible for us. And we need to create that motivation or remind ourselves of what's the why, what's the reason behind this big goal. And then again, to have crystallized thinking to clarify exactly what we want so that we know when we're going to hit that goal, when we're going to accomplish it, we know exactly what it looks like. So those are six things that often hold us back. Those are six problems with resolutions and why we don't actually accomplish them. So, okay, Rich, if New Year's resolutions don't work, how can we create the change we want to see happen in our lives in 2023? I definitely believe it's possible that we can do that. And so my word to you is just focus on one thing. And today I want to share with you a simple framework called the One Thing 90-Day Goal Framework. It's a simple framework for helping you turn your resolutions into meaningful goals and those goals into reality. And this framework will create more alignment and integration in your life and more momentum that'll help propel you forward in achieving your most important goals this year. Now, instead of having goals that push you out in several different directions, you can have uh, goals that are aligned together and you can pursue them in a more unified way. 
Again, I call this the One Thing 90-Day Goal Framework, and I've put together a free PDF of this framework so you can fill in the blanks and you can customize it for yourself and help you to achieve your biggest goals this year. You can download your copy for free at morethanapastor.com slash one, and that's written out or spelled out O-N-E. Again, morethanapastor.com slash O-N-E. That's where you can go and download your One Thing 90-Day Goal Framework. So I want to go through this uh, really quickly. Uh, it's a simple step-by-step. It's just a, my, the document here is just five pages, and it's just a simple step-by-step framework to help you clarify your goals and, and to know which ones to pursue and in what order and, and how to accomplish it step-by-step. So let me give you an overview here with the first step, and, um, and that's this. What's the one thing you absolutely need to have happen in 2023 in each of the six life areas or key areas of life. And these are the six life areas that I that I personally um, pay attention to. First one is our personal growth, our goals, the personal challenges or things that hold us back or hang us up, and our dreams. So what is the most important or biggest thing that has to happen in your personal growth this year? The second one is is our health, and that is our physical, emotional, or mental health. So just write down or envision in your mind, what's the biggest thing you want to have happen in your health this year? The third one is relationships, and that includes our spouse, our, our kids, friends, acquaintances, neighbors. What's the most important thing that just has to happen in your relationships this year? The fourth one is spiritual life, which includes your walk with the Lord and your sense of calling, mission, purpose. So what's the most important thing that needs to happen in your spiritual life? The fifth one is is our work, uh, which includes your ministry, your business, or side hustle. What's the most important thing that needs to happen in, in this life area this year? And the last one, number six, your finances. What you earn, give, spend, save, invest. What's the biggest thing you wanna see happen in your finances this year? So this first step, is to look at these six key life areas and identify what's the biggest thing that needs to happen in each one of these areas. Now, we're not going to pursue them all at one time, and that's one of the biggest problems I've had in the past, and I think many of us have as well. We have too many goals or too many resolutions, and so we can't accomplish them because um, they overwhelm us. But what, what I want to show you is how you can take these six and narrow them down to one the one thing to focus on for the next 90 days. And then, but how you can also still impact those other goals while focusing on the main one. And so we'll uh, dive into that more in just a little bit. But uh, next, let me give you step number two. Now that you've begun to go through and write down what's the biggest thing you need to have happen in each of these six life areas, describe them with as much detail as you can. Exactly what do you want to see happen in this life area? And and why? What would it mean for you if you could accomplish it? And what would your life look like and feel like if you had already accomplished it? So this exercise, number two here, this, this step, is to really help you do the work in your mind to visualize what it looks like. It's one thing to just write it down or to have a goal in our head. But then we write it down. That's that's important. But then as we begin to crystallize in our mind and visualize exactly what we want, there's something powerful in our subconscious that helps motivate us and, and, and pull us or drive us toward that. So don't miss this step. Okay, step number three. 
If you had to choose just one of these six goals to focus on for the next 90 days, which one would it be? Again, we have lots of goals or resolutions or things we want to have accomplished this year. And, and in step one, we're looking at the first six or, or the, the six key life areas, and we're identifying one thing we want to have happen in each one. But we can't pursue them all at the same time. But we can pursue them throughout the year if we focus on one at a time. And so let's look at the next 90 days, the next three months. Of all these six, what's the one thing that just has to happen this in this quarter, in this next 90-day period. And let's, uh, again, crystallize our thinking around why this is so important, why this is number one, why this has to be accomplished here in this in the next 90 days, and, and, and crystallize that in your mind. And so the goal is that this would be your focus for the next 90 days. And then after that, maybe this goal takes way longer than that. And so then you can renew it for another 90 days. Or maybe you've done so awesome that you've accomplished it, and then you want to pick something different for the next 90 days. Number four, now that you've selected your one thing 90-day focus goal, let's work to align all the other life areas uh, in support of this goal. So I would encourage you to brainstorm and pick what are three to five goals or action steps that you can take over the next 30 days that will impact your big 90-day goal. And especially look for ways you can kill two birds with one stone by identifying goals or actions that you can take that will do two things. They'll help you achieve your 90-day focus goal, your one thing, but they'll also help impact your other five remaining areas of life as well. And this will build momentum in your life, and this will help you to move farther, faster by taking your 90-day focus goal and focusing on that with your other goals in mind as well. So let me give you an example here of what I mean by this. Let's say that my 90-day focus goal is a health goal, and that's to exercise more and to eat better so that I can lose 20 pounds by March 31st of 2023. So that's my number one, that's my big focus goal for the next 90 days. But as I'm looking over my list of the other five life areas, uh, my relationship goal is to to invest more time with my wife, to do more things together with her. And so can I think of ways that I can achieve my health goal in the context of achieving my relationship goal? Well, I think so, because uh, I could exercise more with my wife. We could get up I could get up earlier uh, at the same time that she does. We could do a workout together or um, in the evenings, typically after we uh, have dinner and, and clean the dishes, we often go for a walk, especially in the, in the nice warmer weather. Not as easy to do when it gets so dark early here in Michigan in the winter. Uh, or, you know, we could prepare meals together and I could be um, at the same time like packing a lunch or things like that and and uh, that would uh, help me be more healthy. So here is an example or a couple of examples of how I can really kill two birds with one stone. Uh, I can achieve my my big 90-day focus goal of improving my health by eating better, by getting more exercise, being more active, while also uh, working toward my relationship goal of spending more time, investing more time with my wife. They can be done uh, in tandem in so many ways. Or another one, suppose I've still got my main health goal of uh, losing weight, of eating better, but I also have a spiritual goal of spending at least 15 minutes uh, each day in prayer, reading scripture, and uh, doing some uh, reflection or some meditation uh, on what I'm reading. And so, again, I can accomplish both at the same time. While I'm exercising uh, toward my, my main goal, that, you know, while I'm doing the step of exercising, 
I can also be listening to a podcast or listening to the Bible or uh, listening to some devotional thoughts. Um, and so I'm accomplishing both at the same time, uh, and that helps to move farther, faster toward my main goal, but it's also affecting my other goals as well. So I hope you can see that there's something magical. There's something important that happens when we take a focus goal, but we pursue it in the context of our other goals as well. It's like um, in a rising tide, all boats are lifted. Yes, I have a primary focus, but I'm finding other ways to support that focus through my other life areas. And I, I just think that builds some big momentum in our lives. I've seen that in my life, I believe, that will happen for you as well. So in, in this step, we're looking at what are 30-day goals or 30-day actions that we can take to support our big 90-day goal. And you can do these for the entire 90 days. That's no problem. But it might be from month to month you change your mind or something happens or you want, you're want you not what you thought was going to be effective the first 30 days didn't end up being as effective as you thought, so you want to change it. So I'm just saying for 30 days, Pick uh, some three to five goals that will help you to pursue that big 90-day goal. And then our next step, number five, is to identify weekly action steps. So we're going to take our big, we're going to identify our 90-day goal, and then we're going to break that down into three to five 30-day goals or action steps. And now we're going to break those monthly goals or action steps into weekly action steps. And now we're going to put time in our calendar to... Um, to pursue these action steps or these goals. Uh, and again, that's one of the biggest problems that, that we miss and that I've missed is that I, I create a goal or a resolution, something I want to accomplish, but I didn't take the time uh, to manage the time and energy it would take to accomplish it. So in this step, we're identifying weekly action steps and we're going to schedule those into our calendar uh, so that we can manage our time and our energy toward accomplishing these next steps. Okay, the last step, number six, is to review and repeat. And what we want to do is each week we want to review your progress to identify your new action steps. So there's weekly review of our action steps, there's monthly review of our 30-day goals, and then there's quarterly reviews of our 90-day focus goals. And so when when we come to a the end of our 90-day period, we can decide, okay, are we going to continue to pursue this 90-day goal uh, that we did for the last 90 days? Do we need to do that another for the next 90 days? Or is it time for a new 90-day goal? But the goal is that each week we are taking the time to review our action steps, our monthly goals, our 90-day goals, so that we can keep them more in the top of our mind. It'll build momentum for our lives. It'll help us to have more focus. It'll remind us of why these goals are important to us, and it'll help us to move forward toward achieving them. I think this 90-day goal framework is a simple tool for discovering and achieving the goals that are most important to you. In just a few minutes, you'll find clarity around your biggest goals, and you'll learn how to build momentum that will move you farther, faster toward achieving them. So again, if you have not downloaded it yet, I'd encourage you to get it at morethanapastor.com slash one. That's morethanapastor.com slash O-N-E. Last thing I want to say about it is this. In the end, I think it's not just about our goals that we have, as worthy as they might be, but it's about who we become as in the process as we pursue these goals. For me, the best part about the one thing uh, 90-day goal framework is, is not just necessarily about achieving the goals that I want to have, but about who I'm becoming in the process. Because for me, as I crystallize my thinking about what's important to me and why, and as I create my action plan, and as I follow the action steps on a weekly basis, 
I'm gaining successes all along the way, and I'm building muscles. I'm building capacity. I'm building. I have the the capacity now, or the wherewithal, to have a program or a plan or a strategy to accomplish not just my goals, but any goal or for for any organization I'm working for, or for myself down the road, or for my own business or side hustle. I am building muscles that will serve me well in every aspect of life, work, and ministry. So my question for you is, what do you think about the one thing 90-day goal framework? Do you think this is what can help you accomplish your biggest goals in 2023? Please let me know. Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time, remember that you are more than a pastor. Saying yes to God's call doesn't mean you have to say yes to feeling stuck, broke, or unfulfilled in your life in ministry. Let's work together and help you create the life impact and income that you were made for. 